Hello and welcome to No Low Time, episode 101. My name is Obed Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Julia. What's good, No Low Time? Obed, good to be with you again, my friend. Uh, at last week's episode was so much fun, uh, reminiscing, going through all the, the top moments that we've had, the highs and the lows of things that we discussed uh, priorly on the podcast. I enjoyed that episode so much, but it's on to, to the next uh, future 100 episodes that we got coming through here and starting with episode 101, right? On to the future with some breaking news, which is great. But yeah, man, I, I was pretty excited. Last week was great. Uh, again, we hit the 100 mark. I thought we were not going to pull it because, you know, we, we're busy guys. Um, you know, I have a family. We both are very busy with work. Um, so just to see the achievement of being able to do that. I mean, there's other podcasts out there that have way larger audiences that we have that don't reach uh, 100. So, uh, again, thank you guys. And, uh, you know, thank you, Joe. And thank you, myself, for paying the bills. <laughs> so, like, we, we, do we do it. We do it. We do it. Hey, you know what? It's a hobby. You got you to gotta pay the price for, uh, for art. Uh, oh, it's just fancy over here. So, but yeah, man, uh, Joe, how you doing, bro? Dude, I'm doing great. Uh, our, since our last episode, got some, some more downtime again, uh, was able to, uh, go out and watch Hobbs and Shaw. That was only cause it was recommended. I wasn't, um, originally planning on seeing that movie in theaters in, in transparency. Um, I watched the last few, last three Fast and Furious I'd seen in theaters. Um, just they're, you know, they're fun summer films. Um, but this one, I wasn't necessarily planning on seeing in theaters, but I heard enough good things about that. I, I had the opportunity to go out and see it and I did. Um, and, uh, it's definitely not a fast and furious movie. Like, I don't think you should go into it and expect to, to watch these epic racing and this, this dynamic, but there are, um, there are, are parts of it that are very fast and furious, the family dynamic. Um, the personality traits, obviously characters we already know from the Fast and Furious, The Rock, Jason Statham's character, right? Hobbs and Shaw, as it's called. Um, and their their family dynamic individually to them, right? The, uh, the Rock's character, um, you know, Hobbs' his family and Shaw's character and his family. And they kind of bridge that together. It's always been an important part of the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, with that being said, we do get... Um, there's two sequences, but there's one in particular. Well, no, there's three sequences. Sequences, I should say, that are some really cool car sequences, um, just like you would expect in a Fast and Furious type of movie, right? But there's one in particular that really stands out. That uh, you're on the edge of your seat just watching this incredible uh, car sequence unfold. Um, so I won't won't spoil it, but it, but it's definitely worth worth checking out when you get the chance. Um, Idris Elba, fantastic actor. Um, you know, whenever you have a movie like this, that's supposed to be a, a silly, you know, summer flick. And you've got, as he refers to himself, the black Superman, you know, character in this, <laughs> this where it's like ridiculous that he's got all this power and strength and literally a character that spoiler alert, was supposed to be dead and comes back to life. Like it's like literal resurrection <laughs> in a movie. That's, that's literally impossible. Um, improbable. Right, no problem. But when you have a character, when you have a character, you have a character like that. That that that's that. You know, you have to really buy into this this craziness, yeah. right? Having an actor like Idris Elba really helps, and Idris Elba always brings it, right? He always really brings it as an actor. So, as ridiculous as it is, 
I was fully engaged with the villain and I, and I, I, I believed what he was doing. And even though it made no sense and it's ridiculous because it's Idris Elba, it was a fantastic performance. Um, but yeah, the way it ends, they set it up for future movies. There's, there's uh, two interesting cameos that are not discussed um, in any of the trailers and stuff. If you've on social media, probably hasn't spoiled for some people. Um, one that's not too surprising. Another one that was like, oh, wow. And, and uh, I believe I set up something for future movies. Um, so I, you know, I won't talk about it for those who have not seen it. Maybe we're going to see it this weekend. But, but yeah, there's two, two cameos in there that, that were pretty cool. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely set it up for future movies. There's like three end credit sequences. Um, what? And, and yeah, dude. Yeah, man. So uh, they definitely set it up for future stuff. So we'll that's see. That's crazy. Yeah, I actually watched The Fate of the Furious last, Charlie Theron. last week. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched it last week for the first time. I hadn't watched it. Uh, yeah. And that, it was probably my least favorite of the bunch um, because it was, like, really nonsensical. And, I mean... That's kind of been the trajectory of them. Uh, yeah, I mean... More and more out of the, the, the reality and more and more into I know. And, and fear, uh, you know, uh, the last one before that was fine. You know, even, you know, you had the flying cars in Dubai. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it was fine. I think I, I just really missed the, the, the Vin Diesel Paul Walker thing. Yeah. That, that, I think that's what it, it was. It was missing that. And I agree. Uh, not that the movie felt, you know, empty because, you know, they really did a good job with bringing, you know, uh, Shaw and, and, and having this other dynamic. Uh, with with the villain and all that, that was kind of different. And again, the whole family dynamic and thing that's you know very important in the Fast and the Furious series. But but I I mean I watched it. It was fine. I I mean I probably won't watch it again because I haven't seen it again since I saw it in theaters. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of those one off movies. Really, it's like you watch it. It's like yeah, it's fine. You know, and just keep moving. Um, except, except for that baby sequence where he's got the headphones on the baby. Oh, that was so stupid. Great or what? I, I love that sequence. <laughs> really, it was so. Tough. I mean, it was it was funny, right? Because they, <laughs> they they did it. They they played the silliness of the uh, you know yes. having a shootout while carrying a baby. Yeah, uh, you know the whole thing. And even I was watching it with my wife. And my wife was like, this is so ridiculous. Like I know. But I think the I think the most stupid thing is the Rock pushing a torpedo with his pink with his, his the tips of his finger. That was probably the epitome of the most wildest. Uh, there's there's a bunch. Yeah, yeah. And the Rock being this superhuman, you know, sort of dude just just flinging dudes around the room, and yeah, it was so dumb. <laughs> it's, it, again it's dumb fun right is right right it's you fun. Know, if, if you 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 have to check out reality yes before going into watching one of these movies uh which is crazy you know because when you go back like the first three fast was like that well they, they were really uh, they were they were not super real right but especially if you like drive a car you know these things aren't real uh, but at the same time, they were they were very grounded. Um, but then when the fourth one, uh, the one the first one directed by James Wan, I believe that was the first one. I was like started going off the rails from there. Which those subsequent movies were really good up until like Fate. Uh, so yeah, uh, Joe, uh, a small independent movie that you may or may not heard about uh, came out on Blu-ray on Tuesday. So. Yeah, I picked Man- mine up too. Yep, managed to get my copy of 
Avengers Endgame, uh, 4K, uh, the Target Limited Edition, which I think Target has the best limited edition uh, Blu-rays. I agree. Uh, out of all the retailers. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I haven't even opened it yet. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. So, um, looking definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I may may splice it in two. Uh, just, it's a long movie. It's a long movie. So, may splice it in two. I don't know, but I'll try to I'll try to just roll it because you know um, I will splice it out of out of respect for my family. But you know what? I haven't watched Lord of the Rings in a while, so I think it's about time we start rolling those long movies again. I like it. Yeah, uh, Joel. Before we jump into the news, real quick, real quick, we want to do a uh, just uh, give you guys a reminder that we still have our giveaway ongoing. Um, and we're giving away two games for PS4, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, the complete edition, and uh, Assassin's Creed. Um, so here's Metal Gear. Just so if you're watching the video version, yeah, I'm holding it up. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. And uh, Angel's giving away Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection for PS4. So uh, just a reminder uh, that you guys can. Um, uh, put in for uh, for an entry. Basically, all you need to do is send us an email to nolotime at gmail.com and tell us what your favorite game ever is and why. Uh, we'll discuss in the show and uh, we'll uh, just pick one game. It's like, tell us which one do you prefer. We'll send it to you and we'll pick two winners next week. So uh, just a quick reminder, nolotime at gmail.com. And remember to follow us on social media and follow us on your favorite podcast service. Joe. Let's go ahead and jump in because we have breaking news. This is special. It's a momentous occasion, Joe. Um, there are very strong rumors that um, pretty much the Ian McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan is done deal. Uh, they're expecting some sort of confirmation next week. More than likely Friday, which is uh, which I believe it's when the uh, D23 Star Wars stuff is going to come out, if I'm not wrong, right? Yes. So uh, the rumor is that this was once once planned as a movie uh, based on the reception for Solo. Disney slash Lucasfilm decided to go in a different direction. And this now seems to be evolving into a Disney Plus series, not just a movie. So I am very excited. I am so excited. So, Joel, I am so, I am so excited for Disney Plus that I've already picked my birthday gift in October. And and I want I want to get an Apple TV 4K because I need to have I need to have this stuff running right. Right. I'm I'm home theater nut. I need to have these things plugged in the right way. I have, you know, my TV is an Android TV. I'm sure that there's going to be an app, but I just need this. I just need need this running properly. So I think that's that's what I'm. That's what my gift is going to be for my birthday because I, I'm not. I'm not going to go through hoops, dude. I am so excited for Disney Plus that I, I, I'm going out of my way to buy another box just so I can get better quality out of the service, Joe. So, man, how do you feel about Obi-Wan being a series? 
I really hope this is true. I believe it's the case, but I really hope it to be true. For so long, we've talked about this. It's actually one of our, our earliest episodes in, the, in uh, the history of No Low Time. We talked about the Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan standalone film, believe it or not. Maybe like episode 15, 19, something like that. Probably. Um, but, uh, you know, I, so I'm really hopeful that this is going to be true. I, I can tell you, and I, and I believe Obed, it's the same for you. Obi-Wan's my favorite Star Wars yep. character. Yeah, yeah, it is. We're both in the same boat about that. And that's the, you know, obviously I watch, I, not obviously, um, but I did actually, you know, watch the, the original trilogy first uh, before going watching the prequels and then watching everything else. So I, you, you only get a small taste. You get the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan just in that one movie. He's throughout the other movies, of course, as the Force Ghost and is an important character. And I connected to even this, this small bit of that character. You still connect and feel it very strongly. But um, obviously, the prequels gave it so much life, right? Gave, yeah. gave it such a great representation. And that has a lot to do with Ian McGregor. So hearing that the reports is that at D23, uh, they're going to talk about obviously the Disney Plus plan to bring out Ian McGregor saying he's back to repri- reprise the roles Obi-Wan Kenobi for a Disney Plus series. That's great. You know why? Because from what we've heard, Disney Plus is going to be a very high-budgeted, uh, very... Um, you know, very, very, very high budgeted, a lot of resources being put behind it uh, type of platform, right? This is not going to be your regular type of ABC family, you know, show. This is going to be like real HBO kind of level um, stuff is, is what we've heard about it. If not even maybe better quality, you know, we don't know. I mean, they're so, going they're going after Netflix. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's a big thing, right? They're going after Netflix right. and they're going to put as much as they need to get to Netflix, right? Netflix has its... You know, uh, like the Marvel shows were really well done and, you know, they all had special effects and, and, and they were just uh, really uh, accurate to uh, the source material productions. But then you have, you know, the crea- the, 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 uh, their, their own IPs like Stranger Things, which have a ton of money behind. I mean, Stranger Things for, for being a, a, a TV series, um, I think that the effects are, are very well done. On, on Stranger Things for sure like um, you know it, it would compare to a movie but yeah go ahead no you're right no you're right and and, and I, I agree but for you to do Star Wars <laughs> on the small screen oh yeah yeah and you're talking about when the biggest fandom of all time that was going to be judging this thing like you can't just have like decent effects you've got to have Strong because people go crazy over. I mean, obviously, we know how people feel about the prequels, but people go crazy over the stuff. Yeah, Last Jedi. I mean, we've seen the the way the way the the man babies are. Yeah, like Disney is really serious about this. You know, obviously, if they're announcing this, that means it's in development, which means we won't see it for at least another year and a half, if not more time than that, Um, because. You know, we got to count our blessings when this thing does finally open up. And by the way, Obed, I believe originally it was supposed to be in August. I know they ended up moving it later to October, right? Or, but I think when they first announced it, it was going to be August. This time we were going to actually have the service. But with, that, but, what, but with that being said, like when they do officially launch this, when it does start day one in October, we're going to have two Star Wars content uh, ready for us day one as new new content. We're going to have The Mandalorian. And we're going to have the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. 
like it's Christmas for us. So of course, oh, but you trying to get this thing day one makes complete sense. But then it's like it's cool because they're not just selling us on what is coming right now, but obviously what with what Marvel did in Hall H talking about the Disney Plus stuff that's coming out through the next subsequent couple years there. Um the same thing here with the Star Wars properties, right? Like I'm sure they'll talk about the future of Star Wars and um, you know, what their next film is but then if they're subsequently their next film and then their next series is going to be on disney plus is going to be uh obi-wan that's a great outlook right like that's a that's a that's yeah. the way to really get us excited and and i like that they're going to be taking their time with it you know we've got it we'll have enough star wars content when they take a break from the film standpoint we'll have the good good stuff there when the films do come back and we have this new uh trilogy that's in the works when they just come in it'll be exciting but then we also have another new series to look forward to and i'm sure the mandalorian will have a second season right so it, yeah. my point is it's, it's a win for us as fans uh absolutely i think it makes sense yeah what do you think joe because the way that solo ended it i it Solo was intended to be the beginning of a, another side story, right? They were telling you the, the, the story of Han Solo and how, you know, the Millennium Falcon, Falcon came to be and all this stuff. Uh, but, but it also ended with a cliffhanger that's setting up uh, another thing that ties into Obi-Wan. So I'm wondering if Disney's now, of course, they reevaluated not doing more standalone films. Uh, what if they, that planned story that they were wanting to tell at the end of Solo, what if they incorporate that into, into this Obi-Wan show? What do you think of that? That's, that's a really good question, Obed. And um, I think fans will love that simply for the fact of the connection between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan, uh, what they did on Star Wars Rebels, trying to close that chapter and saying, hey, this is official canon here. But... What if we get a? What if the series ends with a live-action remake of that scene? I was just gonna say that the fans would not be <laughs> mad to see the same thing all over again. To get to that point of what happened right up before that point, and then rate that point, that 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 sequ- that, that that moment again. I think fans would yeah. love that. And 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 quite frankly, I mean, I, I'm not the kind of person who says that we're entitled, but I do feel like we kind of deserve to see that, right? If you're gonna bring the character back. And if you are going to incorporate what you were leading into with Solo, that's great. The other thing about that, Obed, is that, you know, and, and in this report from Deadline, is it was talking about how, like, Boba Fett was originally going to be a film. And there's talk about that now also becoming a series too, right? So, like, what if, obviously, the way I interpreted the end of Solo was that that was going to lead into the Boba Fett movie because that was going to be the Crimson Dawn uh, group. Uh, led by Darth Maul in the books, right? That that was going to be his his group, and Kira was going to be leading that group, and and that that Boba Fett's a part of the Crimson Dawn, and then like there's a a battle between this 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 criminal underworld group, right? But what if then that case they're going to try and make obviously like yeah, it's connected to Star Wars canon, but what if they're kind of making their own little universe where the Mandalorian and Obi Wan and these things kind of cross into each other somehow? I mean, there's a lot of opportunities from a story standpoint. Star Wars got a lot of that gray area that they can come into. Yeah, well, the thing with the the, the Mandalorian is probably not going to be very tied to... Uh, it could probably be tied to Boba Fett, right? Uh, but probably not too much to Obi-Wan because of the, the timing of it. You know, the Obi-Wan show being between uh, three and four um, and then the Mandalorian being between six and seven. So that that you know uh, time's not gonna work, but but they can definitely connect the even the Boba Fett 
uh, storyline with the with the Obi Wan stuff because they're contemporary uh, and in Tatooine, and I'm, I hope that we get to see more Jabba the Hutt on this Obi Wan thing because uh, you know clearly Obi Wan knows what's going on most icely and what's going on in, in all these places in Tatooine. You know, it's like you know clearly he's just not spending the rest of his life by himself in that in the hut in the desert. He's going around Tatooine. He knows what's around it, you know, because he tells Luke, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a, you know, hive of, skull, you know, it's common villainy and all this stuff. You know, he knows what's happening. So, um, yeah, just to see how he interacts with all these characters in, in Tatooine and, um, you know, maybe interact with some force ghosts and, you know, continue his training because that was part of the reason. Oh, gone. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason he went to Tatooine was to continue his training. So, um, yeah, uh, I am excited, dude. I am getting a, I am, I'm getting another box for this thing because I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna wing it. I'm not gonna wing it. I, I really I I'm, I am I am very excited about Obi Wan um, more than even you know the Mandalorian the Mandalorian, which looks great, but you know Obi Wan's Obi Wan's the dude. You He's know. the man. Yeah. So you can't you can't go wrong with that. Uh, Joe, there's a uh, um, apparently there's some rumors that they are planning to reboot, reboot or uh, spin off the uh, GI Joe franchise, which we haven't seen a movie in a while for uh, GI Joe. Uh, wow, I want to say it's been a good eight years, probably. So right. it's been a, it's been a quite a while. Um, but uh, they're they're uh, I, I guess planning a, a spinoff of the uh, GI Joe franchise, uh, which with with Snake Eyes, uh, which is probably everyone's favorite character from GI Joe. Of course, is the ninja. Come on, you know. Um, I, I mean, uh, I it's it's Sergeant Slaughter. I like Sergeant Slaughter. It's good uh, GI Joe, whatever. But Snake but, Eyes. But Snake Eyes, though, you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, Joe, can you give us more info on that, man? Absolutely. Uh, reports coming out from the Hollywood Reporter that uh, the actor um, Henry Golding is set to star off in the G.I. Joe spinoff Snake Eyes. Now, that's interesting. The wording is spinoff, right? Um, not yeah. understanding what exactly that's supposed to mean. Is that supposed to mean um, the, the, the somewhat prequel-ish uh, setup here with Snake Eyes, an origin kind of movie for him. I don't know what, what the real plan is there, but, but uh, I do believe that this comes from the fact that, yes, there have been fans that have been asking for this movie, and, and they, it's understood he's the most beloved character if you're going to do a spin-off. It's going to be a Snake Eyes one. But it's interesting, the character that doesn't speak is going to have some movie, right? Am, That's going to be awesome. I don't care. Like, you know, I watch face it. too. I mean, it's um, so Snake Eyes was uh, played by Ray Park, who played yes. Darth Maul in the uh, in the previous movies. Um, he was very prominent on both, but more definitely prominent on the second one. Um, and I think that um, <laughs> well, well, Ray Park has really good body language, but he doesn't. Peak very well when he when he's you know uh, acting. Uh, of course, he was dubbed over on on Star Wars. Uh, you know, um, I don't. I Joe. I don't know if, if you've ever stumbled upon or, or, or seen the King of Fighters movie. Uh, it's a it's a. Oh yes, I have heard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, it's a movie based on the King of Fighters game series, and 
he plays Rugal in that movie, which he's supposed to be a, a very, uh, uh, what, how should I say this? Like a, a very dominant and prominent part of the of the game. You know, he's you know seven feet tall, ripped, white hair, very anime bad guy. You know, right? And and he played that character, and he was off. I mean, everyone was awful in that movie though, but. It was like I watched that movie, man, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was watching. I was like, it can't be worse than the Street Fighter movie, right? Right? It, it, I it was. Ooh, I mean, the Street Fighter, the Street Fighter movie is is uh, Infinity War next <laughs> next to that. It's it, next to uh, it, it, uh, it's bad. Wow. It's, it was just I, I, awful. But but like I think that's the thing, right? Like talking about like the the GI Joe movies beforehand, right? Like mm-hmm. you know we got um, the GI Joe Rise of Cobra and GI Joe Retaliation. Um, the first movie was watchable, um, not my favorite at all, but watchable. Yeah. The second movie uh, was just I don't know what happened. It was all um, over the place. Yeah. It was all over the place. The very beginning of the movie is the best of the movie. Yeah. But. Um, Looking at what's going on with Paramount, they probably understand. Uh, this is just me spitball guessing here, right? From a business standpoint, why this is also happening. Like, I know that with uh, Marvel and their properties, right? Like, before the whole Fox acquisition, there was this kind of decade rule, right? Like, you had to put out a new Fantastic Four film every yeah. 10 years or so, or else the, the properties are, are public and can be, you know, acquired by another. Uh, uh, your studio. So I kind of feel like this is what's going on here. You mentioned it before. The last it's been like eight years since the last one, uh, last movie that came out. So they're probably kind of moving this thing quickly in development. Therefore, so that way this doesn't become a, a property that someone else makes a film off of. My hope is that with us, you know, assuming that that's the case, that this really does have a, a really good director attached to it. They've got the right steps with this actor, Crazy Rich Asians. I really liked that movie. Um, it got a lot of recognition. It's a, it's a really nice movie if you haven't checked it out. Um, and this actor does a really nice job in that movie. Um, so I, I, I definitely am a fan of that. But I think what's going to really make or break this film is who's going to actually be um, the real uh, director behind this, right? Like there's already some discussions about who it has, who it's supposed to be. But um, until this stuff gets you know, publicly, hey, this is what we're going in production with. This is the person who's officially running it. Then it will give me a better sense of what to expect. So I'm, I don't have big expectations, but I'm happy about a Snake Eyes movie. I, I, I just hearing it already, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this movie. But but yeah. we'll see how good it will be based on who actually makes it, right? Yeah, I think I think Paramount has some sort of partnership with Hasbro for for this license. You know, I, I think it's like a. It's not just a property license. I think it's like an all-encompassing license because they have Transformers, they have G.I. Joe, they have Battleship, they have all these Hasbro properties. Um, Battleship. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I never watched that film because it it looked terrible, man. Um, And and I know that Hasbro now has their own, like, studio branch. Um, They're not only, um, they're not only being, you know, the, 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 license the 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 person that's holding or the company that's holding the license uh they're they're also having input uh and i think that came about with bumblebee 
um, where where Hasbro has been more hands on with how their properties are being handled by Paramount, um, which are probably not Paramount's problem because I think Paramount. I mean, the tra- you know, all in all, and we can we can criticize this, criticize it all we want, but the Transformers franchise left Paramount like four billion dollars, man. They're rich. They made, a, they made a lot of money out of Transformers, so you know, even you know, having Michael Bay as a director, which oh yeah, you know, I mean, we can say what Michael Bay can't direct an action scene. You know, he's he's good yeah. at that, right? I mean, he can't. He he's terrible at at portraying human beings, but you know, make stuff explode. He's great at, uh, and he's great shooting that at on screen. It looks great, but you know, I, I think that Hasbro is like they they want to inject more more uh, personality into their properties when it comes to movies. So maybe they're they're moving in a new direction. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, I would love to see another like even if it's a prequel, right? Uh, I think we we did get some like Snake Eyes, you yeah, know, second one backstory on the second one. Yeah. Uh, but even if it's a prequel and and just leading up to the moment that you know truly he became you know Snake Eyes, uh, even even if it's that, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. You know, having ninjas and all that stuff, and you know, cy- cyborg ninjas and all this. I'm in. Yeah, man. Yeah, Cobra Commander. Cobra. Yeah, I mean, you you can probably bring Cobra Commander back because uh, he didn't really get a lot of uh, screen time on any other movies, especially in the first movie where he was played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It was, it was great. It was brilliant. And then he he didn't come in for the second one. No sense. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but Joe, there's a, a, a lot of stuff going up on the CW of course, Arrow's ending, Flash and Supergirl are continuing. I think Supergirl's getting updated with, you know, an updated costume um, and, and more stuff coming in. But um, they, are, they are going to do a crisis event and, and talk about how to get me to watch a damn show. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're like making the show that that I think everyone has been wanting to see since Smallville ended, uh, which is bringing all these people together, having their own version of the, you know, not not Justice League per se, but something close to that. Uh, and the big thing to me being, uh, you know, uh, the, the rumors that uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, who played Batman in the Batman animated series, uh, and Mark Hamill uh, will be replace, replacing their uh, roles as Bruce Wayne and the Joker, respectively. Uh, on top of that, uh, Brandon Routh is coming back as Superman. Uh, they got, uh, apparently got leaked yesterday that um, uh, the dude that played Clark Kent in Smallville, I forgot his name, um, he is going to come back as one of the Supermans. So, um, yeah, man, talk about how to get people excited for a show. Um, uh, Tom Welling, Tom Welling. Yep. Yeah. Tom Welling, uh, is coming back as, uh, Superman. So, um, man, I, I will record this. And if there's a Blu-ray of this, if this is actually good, I will buy it on Blu-ray. I'm saying it now, I'm saying it now. If this thing is good, I will buy this on Blu-ray. 
You do know this is the CW, man. I, I'm, well, I'm saying if, if this is good, Joe. <laughs> that's why I am saying if this is good, I will buy the Blu-ray. I will watch it regardless. <laughs> right, right, right. Buy it if it's good. I, I got you. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I watched the last crossover event um, simply due to the fact that they were going to have on their um, – you know, both, uh, you know, they were going to have on their back, uh, back roll. And I talked to you, but I think you mentioned on the podcast when I was talking about, it, I was like, look, the whole reason why I even watched it was, you know, I've been watching the arrow show. So I knew it was going to connect into, I knew it was going to be cl- coming to an end soon. So I, I wanted to see what they were doing there, but also like just having back roll alone or Batwoman, excuse me. Um, I just having Batwoman alone alone. I was like, look, like I love Batman. So like, if you have anything connected to that, I need to see what's going to happen here just for the sake of like, I just need to know, right? It's kind of like the last couple episodes of Gotham. It was like, well, Batman's going to be on the show at the end here. I need to see him in the suit, right? So um, that's how I felt about that. And, and, and uh, you know, and I finished out the last season of Arrow, this, this last other season of Arrow. I know this officially is the last season of Arrow coming up. Um, but hearing Kevin Conroy coming back in there, that's awesome because we've never seen a live action Bruce Wayne with Kevin Conroy and oh. fans have asked for it for a long time, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, I, of course he'll play. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, you're good. I'm saying like there's, there's no issues I could see of why he should not play Bruce Wayne in a live action role like this. This is like sense on television. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course he's going to be a, a, an older Bruce Wayne, but you know, is gonna be Bruce Wayne with the with the voice. The voice. With I am the, the knight. Yeah. With the voice. And then Mark Hamill as the Joker. So so the Mark Hamill one is interesting uh, because that one is 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 just the rumor mill right now. I well, think that, it can happen. Yeah. But there, I, all the stuff I've been looking at, like it, there's no real confirmation behind him actually doing it, but it makes sense for yeah. that on the rumors. Yeah, I, I think it all comes from uh a uh, an interview that Mark Hamill recently had uh, where he said, it's like, if, if Kevin's there, I'm there and there's no going around it. He's like, it's like, it's like what, what it came to the video games, right. To the Arkham series. Um, he, he was, he was like that. Yeah. Uh, they asked him, was like, Hey, you want to play the Joker? Is Kevin going to do the, the thing? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, it, and they do great together. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. I'm sure Mark Hamill would love to to do a live action Joker. Right, I, I I'm sure he would love to do that. And it, and that would be like amazing. So if 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 we we already got the Kevin Conroy thing, but if the Mark Hamill thing like is concrete and happens, just the two of that already is enough to to make us both extremely excited. But yeah. then you had the Brandon Ralph thing. Like I did not see that coming because for a long time, fans were like, it would be cool just for the heck of it. Like you've got this else world stuff going on. That's what the last thing was like, why not just have a world where it just so happened. He's Clark Kent and he's Superman. Cause we've seen him as Superman before in Superman returns. He, he wasn't so bad. I hope he's wearing the Superman return suit. I hope it's like exactly looking like that without doing, you know, like a wink, wink kind of, you know, a thing with that would be really great. I really hope that's the case. That's um, a good suit. Yeah, it's, it's a good suit, and, and and don't don't let it be that it's like, oh yeah, this guy from Legends Tomorrow is Superman in another universe. No, like he has to be Clark completely separate. Yeah. I hope that's the case. So we'll, we'll see. Um, Obed, yeah, this these these three uh, you know things linked together. You and I were talking about it again. Super excited. I mean, Kevin Conroy, that's my Batman. Whenever I hear the voice of Batman. Yeah, 
That's that's the voice right there. He is so, the Batman. He is the Batman. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna check it out. Like I said, if it's good, I'll buy it on Blu-ray. Sounds good. Got my, got my word. Jill, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we're back. So, uh, Joel, we do have some Nintendo news uh, because there's apparently a, a Super NES controller for the Switch that just got patented. Um, I, I mean, to say that, that I saw this coming from a mile away is an understatement because... I, I think the the controllers, the Switch controllers for uh, the, the the NES Switch controllers that are available right now, uh, when you subscribe to, you have to be a subscriber to the Nintendo Online, um, and uh, I believe the controllers are like sixty dollars, if I'm not wrong. So uh, they are actually like legit NES controllers. Uh, unfortunately, they're NES controllers, <laughs> but. Uh, there's a, a apparently a, a patent filing for a uh, an SNES version of it, uh, which is exciting because of two things. Of course, you know you will have a Super NES controller on the Switch, although you can use an 8-bit though um, Bluetooth controller right now on the Switch and it'll work. But the big thing being that this is signaling at the Switch, um, including SNES games on their um, online pack. So, Joel, how do you feel about SNES coming to the Switch? Is this a big deal? It's a huge deal. Um, I actually think um, that absolutely it's a foreshadowing. Like, when this, when this happens, because for the FCC to already be working on this thing, like, this is happening. When it happens, um, we're definitely going to be getting these, these, these uh, SNES games also to be coming on the online service as well. Like, I think we're going to have access to it. And this wonderful... Um, uh, you know, c- process of bringing together both uh, the new and the old, the way it's being done by Nintendo. No, I don't need to go and buy an SNES, uh, you know, mini. I don't need to go and do that. I can just have my Switch and I can play. Certain- I mean, it's like going to be everything, but the, uh, whatever, li- whatever library they give us is going to be a great opportunity on my Switch. I can feel like I'm having uh, the same classic experience, of course, in a higher resolution now with, with the Switch being there. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the, the, the monetary, uh, you know, value behind it won't be too terrible. Um, they've been fair for the most part, like you said, about with the last show being about 60 bucks or whatever. To me, that that's fair for what you're trying to get out of it. Um, yeah, this is a, a really great move. I wonder how soon something like this would come into effect. Is this going to be something by the holidays, Obed? Um, you know, is this a, later on? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I still think that Nintendo is holding uh, some cards under their sleeve for um, for this holiday season. So I could definitely see this being uh, something that could potentially come out um, either early next year or towards the holidays. Um, I think that we're probably going to get another Nintendo Direct that's going to be of significance soon. Okay. Uh, more than likely around you know middle of September um, to announce more stuff for the holidays. Mm. Uh, you know maybe a holiday bundle for the Switch. Uh, also, Joel, they 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 went ninja and they released that updated Switch. I don't know if you saw that. I did. That better yeah. battery life. Yeah, with a better battery life and a better screen. Have like the screen has better brightness. 
um, and um, and you get almost like thirty three percent better battery life out of it, um, which so, it wasn't even that bad to begin with. Yeah, I mean, instead of getting like three hours, you get like four and a half hours, which is great. So wonderful. Um, yeah, I, they, they've been doing some some really good stuff with with how they're handling the Switch. Of course, the Mini is coming out in a few weeks. Um, Pokemon's coming out in a couple months. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is coming out. Uh, they announced on Halloween Day, uh, which is like a perfect day to release that game. Um, I think that uh, again, going back to our E3 predictions, I still think that they're coming out with some ports of uh, Zelda HD. Um, because they 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 want to keep fans engaged for when the sequel to Breath of the Wild comes out, um, so I'm I'm pretty sure that we'll see either you know Wind Waker and Twilight Princess uh, HD, or we may even see a, a port of Skyward Sword, which is still stuck on the Switch, on the I'm sorry on the on the uh, Wii, uh, because of the motion controllers. It hasn't been released. It wasn't released on the um, Wii U. Um, so maybe a port of that for the Switch would make sense. Um, yeah, I think they're planning stuff. Uh, but going back to the SNES stuff, like we like what you mentioned, you don't have to buy a separate device to play these games legally. Um, the, there's 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 selection their their selection for the NES titles has been okay. It hasn't been fantastic. Um, you know they they are. Uh, more geared to the hardcore Nintendo fan um, versus the overall NES fan, uh, which is what the devices were were uh, more akin to. Like you know, you know, you buy the uh, the NES Mini or the SNES Mini um, because this is the games that you remember playing uh, when when you have your SNES and your SNES. But um, they were they're going into into a more um, uh, into a more traditional. Uh, uh, model with the uh, uh with the nes stuff i would i would love to see them expand you know there's some fantastic game by you know games by capcom and konami and uh you know irem and all this other game uh, you know uh old developers that are made games uh for the nes and and of course i would love to see the same with the snes games when they hit switch you know have you know castlevania 4 and I don't know who owns the TMNT arcade licenses anymore because that used to be Konami, but I think now, uh, I don't know if you, you saw the, uh, I think we talked about it, the arcade one-up, uh, yeah. Ninja Turtles one. So yeah. that doesn't have a Konami logo on it. It has a Nickelodeon logo on it. Mm. It's weird. So I think, yeah, I think there's something going on with that, with the uh, TMNT license where, uh, where Konami is the developer, but they can no longer publish the game, and and now and now Nickelodeon has the rights to publish the game. So maybe we'll get Turtles in Time or something. You know, Turtles in Time is a fantastic. It's probably the best co-op beat 'em up on the SNES. So I mean, it's a no-brainer. That game, that game should be everywhere. Everyone should play that game because that plane's that game's great, man. Nice, but uh, yeah, I mean, Nintendo's it's they're they're gearing up. Um, and, and they, they have to, and they have to expand because next year is going to be, next year is going to be crazy, man. Um, you know, it's going to be a war of console war again. Yeah. It's it. We're, we're heading into a console war year. Um, we, we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how, 
good of a move it would be to release a console on election year. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a good idea, you know, because you never know. It, it'll, 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 yeah, yeah, and it'll get it'll get people, you know, people's minds just out of the, you know, this whole. Oh yeah, theatrics that are going on. So oh yeah, uh, so that that might be that actually may be a good idea, um, but but yeah, man. Um, I think I think Nintendo's doing great. I think they're 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 not putting all all of their cards out there. They're they're making people wait, and I, that's great. Um, you know, they have plenty of of meat to cut, and they have plenty of resources and and franchises and and you know the most beloved ips out there that they can use on the you know uh either leverage so uh yeah i think i think it's gonna be good yeah man i agree yeah uh joe evo happened and it was great so that was um a couple weekends ago uh we did not talk about it on the last show because we wanted to concentrate on on reminiscing but uh, I think the overall man, it was a great show. Um, it, it, it was funny because Saturday, that that Saturday that Eva was happening, um, it it was pretty crazy because Eva was happening, um, the NBA 2K League finals were happening, and then there was an Apex Legends event. So all these three events were happening at the same time. So here, games, I, games, games. Yeah, man. So here I am switching between Evo. For Street Fighter, Evo for Dragon Ball, because they're on different Twitch channels, and 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 the 2K League Finals. So I'm just I'm just going in, I'm just going in between the three. Right, it got to the point where it got too much, so I just concentrated on Street Fighter and 2K. But uh, it, it it was it was it was great, man. Uh, just to see how uh, how big um, competitive gaming is getting is just fantastic. So. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for not is no longer the future, man. That's the present. So yeah. Um, so they were some reveals. Unfortunately, again, Capcom had their reveals leaked, and um, Capcom was gearing up to reveal three new characters for for Street Fighter Five. So uh, continuing support for this game. Um, there was speculation that. Um, Street Fighter Six was gonna be shown. Um, Yoshino Riono, the the producer, said, "No, I'm not. I'm not bringing Street Fighter Six, so don't expect it." Uh, and and of course, Ono is no longer the uh, the the uh, the guy in charge of fighting games. Um, I believe that the Monster Hunter guy, uh, I forgot his name, is the the one in charge of uh, fighting games now. So. Um, I think we're gonna see Street Fighter Six probably in like 2022, maybe maybe in three more years. Um, and I think this is probably gonna be the last batch of uh, characters for Street Fighter Five. Uh, and then, of course, was the return of E Honda, well, sumo wrestler, uh, back from you know Street Fighter Two. So now um, the uh, the original Street Fighter Two characters, all of the world warriors the 12 world warriors are here um so now they're all in the game um the other character they announced was uh poison back from uh final fight she was on ultra street fighter 4 she was on street fighter cross tekken 
Um, so she's back. She was a fan favorite. So um, yeah, Poison's back on Street Fighter Five. They did change her uh, quite a bit mechanically, uh, which is interesting. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Poison's back. Uh, and then Lucia, another Final Fight character, but this one's a more obscure one because this is a, a Lucia's a Final Fight Three character. Final Fight Three being an, S, uh, an SNES exclusive game um, that is hard to come by uh, right now, so not a lot of people actually had heard, heard about Lucia. I was like, oh, they're bringing Lucia. That's cool because you know she's a an obscure character for, from Final Fight, um, and you know they're bringing in all these characters. Now there's quite a few of final fight characters now on street fighter uh, five. There was a bunch of them on street fighter four and ultra by the time ultra came in. So, um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, Joel, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how any of these characters are. Of course I haven't bought them yet. Um, but, um, I'm curious to jump back into Street Fighter. And say, does, does this make you want to get back in now? And, and, and you know, I mean, because they've, they've done a couple character updates here and there. You're saying this could be the last one now for this yep. this one here. Like, how does this make you, you know, I know you, you love Street Fighter. How does it make you feel about jumping back in? Yeah, it, may, it makes me feel good. I, I, I want to get back in. I, I wish I had more time to spend just yeah. practicing, which I don't. I, that, I used to have that time anymore. I don't have that time anymore. Um, you know, when, when street fighter, uh, you know, I put hundreds of hours on street fighter four, um, and, and, and I, I think I did okay. Mm. Um, but, uh, but on street fighter five, unfortunately I just haven't had, um, you know, not, not the desire cause I still want to, um, but I just haven't had the time to put into it. And, um, when, when Street Fighter, when I was playing Street Fighter Four, there was a lot of games coming out. Um, you know, I was still playing other games, uh, but instead, the the I, I jump into now. Now it's like every game that comes out, dude, it's so good that it's it's like I have to make choices. You know, either I I play this brand new experience or or do I go back to Street Fighter? And um and I really do want to go back, and I really do want to go back to Dragon Ball uh, because they you know. Uh, it was speculated that uh, Janimba was going to be one of the characters that was going to be released for Dragon Ball. Um, that just came out. All these characters are for Street Fighter are available. I really want to jump back in, but it's just that I need to find the time, <clears throat> and I need to find the time where I feel like I'm not going to get salty. Um, I, I am already a salty individual, so I don't want to get even salty. You are the salt. I am the salt. I don't want to get even saltier, but if I had, yeah, yeah, uh, that, that sea over here. Um, (laughs) But I I really, I really want to, you know, um, uh, put some more time on it. And I mean, hopefully I can, I can, I can get back in. I really, really do want to, Um, if I had the time, if I had the, you know, if I had the ability, right. To sit down and practice. For a couple hours a day, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be every day and it doesn't have to be all day. You know, a couple, a couple hours a day, a couple of days a week um, and, and try to get out there with the community more and try to do more uh, like community engagement and whatnot. Um, I, I'm very passionate about, you know, the FGC. So uh, I wish I could just be more engaged. But uh, unfortunately, 
I don't have the time and they don't pay my bills and I got to work. So it's, you know, it's, it's a responsible adult, right? Adulting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That balance. Yeah. So, um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Joel, I mean, I'm super excited for guilty year. 2020. 2020. They're calling it 2020. Uh, I mean, of course I think there's going to be this, like a, a placeholder title. Um, but, Joe, those graphics, the like, like XR looks fantastic. I mean, we saw yeah, because you saw it when, when you went to CO. I mean, I've owned the game yep. for a while now, uh, but that game even now looks fantastic. Uh, this is this is some next level anime stuff here because they're making it look like it's pencil drawn, you know. Uh, animations that they're doing and it's it's basically all unreal engine it's ridiculous it's like it's like the, the they're using unreal engine and i don't think in a way that that it's supposed to be used so there's there, it's it's uh I'm, I'm 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 blown away it just looks so good man and and i can't wait to see this game in action one thing that they said is that they want to um make the game more accessible uh, they they say that they don't want to oversimplify it but they want to make the game <clears throat> excuse me, more accessible um, because Guilty Gear is, is for the hardcore of the hardcore. This is, the, you know, this is for this, you know, this has mechanics on mechanics on mechanics. This is not, not Street Fighter. This is not Mortal Kombat. This is like this next level stuff. So um, I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I am very, very excited um, I am very excited for fighting games because there's a bunch of stuff coming out. There's even like a Flappy Bird fighting game coming out. It looks ridiculous. Um, but I'm really excited. Uh, you know, fighting games is something that I love uh, and, and I really want to... James Chen. James Chen, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's something so great, like what Takedo said, that they just start crying over here. Um, and, and I want to see the community grow um, and there seemed to be uh, a change of sentiment in the community lately where a, a lot of the guys uh, at, at Evo and, and all, a lot of the talk that came out of Evo was um, that they, they're, they're getting ready to like put aside this grassroots thing that they had going on for 20 years and, and actually just, make it an like nice like a big competitive sports thing which is what i've been wanting the fgc to be um for the longest time um you know uh <clears throat> riot games said that they're coming out with a fighting game so uh they they said it at evo so that may be the game that pushes you know capcom and arxis and all this game and all these other companies uh to push forward and 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 bring uh the fgc to the next level. So we'll see, man. I'm, I'm very excited. Very good. Very good. I want to get back in. I, I need to find time, spend a bunch of money on this five sticks. That's right here next to me. So and just like, <clears throat> stream it on Twitch. I should, even if I get wiped, I'll <laughs> be all right. It. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ban hammer people or rich quit. I'm not that kind of person. So, nope. so yeah, I should, I should, man. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Joe, that's what we got, man. That's right. Want to go ahead and uh, give everyone a reminder about the giveaway and plug us in, man. 
Absolutely, guys. Uh, we just want to thank you for watching our show. Of course, uh, as our thank you in our last episode, episode 100, we mentioned about our giveaway that's going on. So make sure you're a subscriber to our show on any of our subscription platforms, uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course on YouTube. And then in addition to that, please make sure to send an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com in the title subject area. Uh, put in there, no low time giveaway. Tell us what your favorite game is, why it's your favorite game, and then which game you'd like to win, whether that be Metal Gear Solid or uh, Assassin's Creed, the Ezio Collection. And with that being said, we'll, we'll uh, inform you if you are the winner within the next uh, week uh, or so here. So uh, look out for that. Make sure to send uh, your submission in as soon as you can. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Make sure to also follow us on our social media. Follow us at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, you know, share the the giveaway. We've got video up there already. Go ahead and share that with your friends. Let them know. Um, you know, people you know that are PS4 owners that are really excited. Share it with them. Maybe they they could win. There's not even an age requirement on this thing, guys. This, this is a great opportunity to win something. You know, little Billy can win. Uh, with that also well, being are ready to mature though. So. <laughs> well, we're saying you can win. We're not saying you can play it. <laughs> oh, oh, there that's you go. my, that's my uh, little <laughs> two cents there. Um, with that also being said though, guys, really thank you so much. We've got a lot of great stuff in, in story for our next hundred episodes. Obed, uh, I, I know I'm telling you about this, but Sunday it will be the day that I am in Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge here in Hollywood Studios. I got a, a special preview uh, opportunity, so I will be um, probably doing some IG stories or you know some posts on our social about it. So make sure to be following us, like I mentioned, on our platforms. Uh, and guys, we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you again next time. We'll <laughs>